Okay, welcome Jamel to No Excuses Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So welcome to the show. So thank you for giving up your time. Um, for the viewers, just give a brief intro of who you are and what you do. Hey, my name is Jamel Ethan. Thank you for having me on the podcast, first and foremost. I really do appreciate the opportunity. I'm from uh, Connecticut, East Coast. Um, I've, I've done a few things. Like my, my weight loss journey is the real thing I want to talk about today. Uh, I think two years ago now, I, I was around 220 pounds, I'm about 5'7", so I'm not very tall, but carrying all that weight and uh, living a lifestyle that just wasn't aligning with what I, my purpose was, uh, really just was the catalyst to changing that. And I lost 40 pounds in five months, and I've been able to sustain that going forward. I'm still at the same weight I lost. Uh, way back then so it's really been a true lifestyle change and a lot of things have happened since published a book started my podcast uh, got a couple of jobs have a daughter a ton of a ton of life changes followed so i'm um, excited to just talk about all that stuff and connect wow. with you no fantastic uh, welcome to the show so we're, we're just going to focus on uh, your weight loss so so let's talk about that so obviously two years ago uh, you started your journey. So how did that how did that happen? How did you get it in your head that you needed to lose weight, first of all? Yeah. So it, interestingly enough, I was um I was a I was taking my I was taking a master's class. Um, I was getting my master's degree. And throughout that my second year, my program, I had been definitely noticing that I had gained weight. It was noticeable, it was something that was bothering me constantly but I just never made time. So for the longest, I just never made time, never found the opportunity to go to the gym or work out. And I never really made any sustainable change. I had tried a couple of different diets and a couple of different things to, I went keto for a little bit, did a, a few different things to see if it would work. And I had some results, but never anything that lasted. Um, and then eventually, uh, sadly, my grandmother passed away. And I remember I went to the funeral and if a lot of my family members who hadn't seen me in years, uh, they just they just had comments. They were like, oh, you got, you got so big. Like, I remember when you were in shape, I used to play football. They're like, you used to be a running back playing football. And now all of a sudden you're 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 huge. Um, they just kept saying something, saying comments here and there. Yeah. And I, th I think the next day was the day I said, I'm not I'm going to change this. I was like, this is not going to happen anymore. Um, yeah. It was. It really took them kind of pointing it out because people around you they never notice, but uh, it's the people who who don't see you often that are usually the first ones to say something. No, totally. So would you say that your your family um, planted a little seed in your head? Yeah, they definitely did. They definitely did. <laughs> okay. So what actions did you take then? So I, I had so many tools around me. One of my best friends, who's a groomsman in my wedding. His name's Christian St. Peter. He uh, he's a personal trainer. Um, so I reached out to Christian and I said, Christian, I really want to I want to change. I want to I want to lose weight. Um, and he and he's like very much a hard person to 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 make that kind of comment to. He's like, if you're not serious, then don't ask me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he won't let you get away with anything. So I reached out to him and I was like, Christian, I want to I want to lose weight. And he said, here, I can give you um exactly what you have to do diet wise because he's at first you got to start off with changing what foods you eat um you have to be very serious about that and then he was like i can give you some some workouts and some things you can do but really it's going to start with you eating differently because if you don't change that then none of the rest of it's going to matter 
Nah, totally. And then, so when you were doing your sessions uh, with your friend, um, were you doing one session a week, two sessions a week? Yeah. So I crazily enough, right? So this is this is March of 2020. Yeah. Uh, the world shuts down. Yes. That's um, right. <laughs> so we can't even really work out together. So what Christian does, he actually sends me a full program. He sends me all the workouts. He sends me some some food and diet things. And then I have to do everything from home. So it really becomes uh, an everyday occurrence for me. So the eating correctly and changing lifestyle and what I was what I was consuming with my body, that was every single day. That was every meal. I basically was tracking. Um, I had on my on my fridge, I actually had a, a written out sheet of paper that had all of the foods that I could eat and what meals to eat them. Like, yeah, it was just this is what I'm eating. I'm not going to yeah. do anything else. Uh, got threw away a ton of snacks. I had Oreos and all types of stuff that I had to get rid of the next day. Um, and then workout wise, it was about five times, a, five times a week at in the beginning. Yeah. I was working. I was home. So it was like that much easier. But it was five times a week, making sure I got those workouts in. Um, a lot of it was just moving your body at first because I was so heavy that like I couldn't even last 15 minutes or 20 minutes yeah. of the full workout. But it adds up when you just keep doing it and you keep going, you keep getting better. And then I saw a huge, a huge amount of loss early on, which was really, uh, really, really empowering. Um, and that just helped me going forward. No, fantastic. And then for yourself, you've mentioned a lot of things have changed in your life since you've lost weight. So obviously you mentioned earlier you've got a book now. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I think what I think what was really preventing me um, when I was when I was heavier was this was I was actually carrying this burden of like I have to address this other piece of my life for the longest time I had been a person that was in shape I had taken care of myself um, while I was in college and then I graduated went to my grad program and really just started letting myself go and made every excuse for why something couldn't happen why I couldn't lose weight why I didn't have time while this meal was fine um, while getting pizza at midnight was okay because <laughs> that, that was the kind of stuff I was doing. Yeah. And I think it trickled into the rest of the, my, the rest of my life. It trickled into other areas. It made it so I didn't feel like I could be creative and write. I didn't feel yeah. like I could do that because I hadn't even addressed the one thing that I did have control over. And it was just empowering to say like, I lost 40 pounds. Um, like I've lost all this weight. And now I see a future, I see a life going forward that is the Jamil, the version of me that I want the world to see. And I think for anyone that goes on a weight loss journey, um, when you get to see yourself on the other side of it, you really realize like, that is me. This is the me that I love. And that's what ended up happening. And then from there, it was the creativity that I was able to, to show. It was being able to, it was being able to feel like I can share my voice. I can take a, I'm not going to lie for the longest time. I think it was a year and a half. I was, I was not taking pictures. Like I was, I hated when people wanted to take pictures. I was scared of cameras. I was like, I'm not going to be in the picture. And it was subconsciously because of my weight. It wasn't yeah. anything else. And 
then I found myself saying, you know what? Like now I feel like I'm me. So I took pictures and I showed people because that was the other thing Christian had me do. He had me take pictures every week of my body to just see the difference. Yeah. And it wasn't like I couldn't see the difference at first. I really couldn't notice. I didn't see it until I started comparing the, the first month to the second month to the third month and then ultimately the fourth month. And now I take pictures all the time. I'll hop into whatever photo. I feel way better about myself. And I think that's that's been a big piece of why I've been able to do so many other things. Nah, fantastic. And then, so for yourself now, um, have you got a strict um, fitness routine that you follow? Yes. So now that gyms are open and, and I can go to the gym, I, I go to the gym about three to four times a week. Um, I don't do too much cardio, but that's just because I just don't do too much cardio. Uh, <laughs> I've never been huge into cardio. I used to run track, but I was a sprinter. So that's how you know I just don't like cardio that much. Yeah. Uh, but I'll go to the I'll go to the gym four times a week. I follow a very basic routine, just getting my body moving. Um, and really it's diet. I still grocery shop. Um, I eat, I eat more calories now than I did when I was losing weight, but I grocery shop and I'm very intentional about what I buy. I spend more time in the food section or the fruits and vegetables section than I do any other section. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It, yeah, it's not a bad thing. And, and I make sure I'm cooking. I cook more meals than I buy, which also plays a huge role as far as make it, maintaining this, this weight that I'm at. Um, and then I'm in constant communication with with Christian just about different things. If I feel like I'm struggling, I'll just let him know. And then he'll kind of whip me back into shape. And uh, I think it's just, I think now as far as working out and like making sure that my body is moving, um, I'm very, I, I work at an office. So if I'm not, if I don't go to the gym, then I'm not gonna get movement in. That's just how it is. Like if I, if I, I work from home some days and if I don't, if I don't make it, then I'm just not moving. And yeah. I think that it's important to really uh, prioritize it. It's one of the things that I will I will go to the gym at nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night. If I missed my opportunity in the day yeah. or in the morning, um, you just have to make it. And I think the moment I started putting that so high on the priority list of the day. So I look at my day as what do I have to accomplish right now? What do I have to accomplish today? If nothing else gets accomplished, one of the things will be the gym um, on most days. So it's just that important to me now. Um, another thing that I try to accomplish every day is to cook my own meal. I make sure I'm not eating out three meals a day because that's what I was doing at one point. I was going to a restaurant for lunch, going to a restaurant for breakfast, you know, <laughs> like yeah, and then for dinner, ordering something. And that, and that was just not a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. And those small changes were the things that really led me to the place I am now. Nah, fantastic. And obviously you mentioned um, training maybe 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the evening. What about how early would you train in the morning if you were to go to the gym first thing? Oh, if, I, if I'm going to the gym in the morning, it's it's 5 to 6 a.m. So I got to yeah. be at work at 8 or 9 yeah. um, and I'll be, I'll be at the gym at 6. And I actually enjoyed going to the gym at 6 o'clock in the morning. That was my prime time to do it before my daughter was born. Yeah. Because I was able to just start the day off of my workout. Um, on days when I work from home, I'll try to go to the gym at 7. So I get yeah. to the gym at 7, come back, get it about 45 to an hour in. And then I'll be able to shower, go to work at 9 and, and start the day. So I, I think that it's just you have to find time. Like you just can't 
make an excuse for why not. Um, my wife's the same way. She'll, she, she's a teacher. And as soon as she gets back from work, she'll go right at 530. And like, she's at the gym working out, then coming back home. And I think it just has to be a piece of your life that you're, that you're actively um, trying to make happen. No, definitely. Because I've recently joined a 24 hour gym and my shift normally starts around 6am. So I'm up sometimes at 3am and I'll be in the gym at four. Um, people think I'm crazy, but as you said, we need to prioritise, you know, because I think mindset, you know, once you've done a full shift, it's hard to say, oh, I need to train mid-afternoon. You know, it's very difficult, you know, if you've got a busy schedule. Yeah. But no, totally, totally understand that. So we obviously spoke about nutrition, right? So what's your go-to snack or drink after a workout? Go to snackers drink. Yeah. So for me, I, I drink a lot of water. I'll say that I drink a tons of water. Yeah. That's usually what I that, that's almost always what I'm drinking. Um, and then as far as a snack, uh, I'm very I'm very much someone that's eating fruit. So you'll catch me eating bananas. You'll catch me eating strawberries. Um, also, I'm a big pasta person, but I make all the pasta myself. So we get this whole wheat pasta. Um, with jalapenos and uh, what else? Red red bell peppers. I'm really big into throwing throwing vegetables and fruit into my food, no matter yeah. what I'm doing. So we get rice, we cut bell peppers, like just how it is. We're, our food's gonna have onions in it and all that stuff because there's so many ways to to gain um, just extra extra goodness inside your body. I look at if it's fresh, then I'm buying it. Um, and then the other, the other, the other thing that, and I'm also, I also eat cookies. I eat a cookie every now and then I'll treat myself, but, uh, I don't treat myself to many cookies. I'll get one, which is <laughs> tough. <laughs> ah, fantastic. And then if you could pick one thing out of your entire week, your, your favorite part of the week to do within the gym, what would that be? My favorite part of the gym, my yeah. favorite part, my favorite thing to do at the gym is actually the leg press. Um, I love the, I love the, the, the resting leg press that we yeah. have at our gym. Um, it is literally the, the thing that I wish I could do multiple days, but I try to avoid uh, overworking my legs. But I love it because it just sets me, it sets my workout off in a place where I know this is about to be tough. Um, I like to go into the gym and know it's tough and the leg press is the is the area start throwing some plates on and, and getting down and just sweating and being like oh gosh this is gonna be hard <laughs> that's why that's my favorite thing every because I, I do i enjoy i enjoy most of my workouts i enjoy the abs and all the other things but the leg press is the one that a lot of people try to avoid and i'm always like that's that's where you got to start that's uh, open and i'm probably hitting it exactly exactly so we obviously spoke about the the pandemic um, you spoke about how you know you you had your weight loss through that, um, and then you had a child through the pandemic as well. Am I right in saying that? Yep. Yeah, and then you've written a book. So let's talk about all that because that's a lot happening in a short <laughs> period of time. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's it's crazy. I actually got I started my first job um, after graduation in March of the pandemic when it first started. And then I had my daughter in August last year. 
and started a new job March of last year. So it was like, I just, it, it's been crazy. Um, for me, a lot of that is making sure you're, I, I think you have to maximize your time. And I, I was in a situation with work at my old, uh, my old job uh, at Emanuel College in Boston um, where we were partially furloughed. So I had more time during the week. They had me working three days a week instead of five. And with those extra couple of days, I had to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, they told us in August and the semester was going to start in September. I work at a university. And from there, I had I reevaluated. I said, you know what? I'm going to write a book. It's like I've always wanted to write a book. I've learned a lot about how to write a book and self-publishing and all this other stuff. I want to write a book. Um, and it was like, it's a medieval fantasy book. But I was like, I want to write a book. So then I, st- I set out to do it. And from there, it's, it's, you can't stop. You can't not achieve your goal when you set out to do it. And I said it publicly, said it to people. So after that, it had to happen. Yeah, um, yeah it took the time, did it, made it happen. Um, then published a book. It was a bestseller on Amazon. It was awesome. Uh, War in the Fallows. From there, I was like, also, we wanted to start a family. That was one of the things that was really important to me. Um, my wife and I, we were both, we were both actually working from home during the pandemic as most people, a lot of people were, and we, she got pregnant. So from, from after that, it was go time. Like you have to figure it out. Like now you have to figure out finances. You have to figure out life. You have to make your decisions. You have to, you have to provide. Um, and that's what I felt like I, that's what I felt like we did. We moved from Massachusetts to Connecticut. Um, we came, we got new, I got a new job at Quinnipiac University, which has been awesome. So it's a better place for me. It's, a, it's closer for my family. It's closer to everyone that's important to us. And then I wrote the second book. I wrote the second book during that same time period because now it's a part of just the lifestyle. Um, and not to mention just that, but you're, you're also taking care of yourself physically so you have more energy. Um, and I almost, almost forgot to say that. Like the energy that I had when, before I lost my weight was so different than the energy I have now. Um, and it's because so much of the energy was getting drained. I was always tired, always sluggish, always, uh, always trying to sit down or take a nap or whatever when I was overweight. And it was because I just didn't provide my body with the energy necessary. Uh, one of the things I have now is a lot of energy. And when you have energy, you have you want to place it places you want you get back from work and you're not tired. I used to get back from work and be tired and drained. And all I would do is watch Netflix and TV and I would have no I would have no enthusiasm. Um, but with all the energy that I've been able to gain, that's been a big piece of why I feel like I've taken on more tasks and taken on more challenges. And and I don't think of I don't think of fitness as a chore or as another thing you have to do. I think of it as just a part of my life. It's just another piece. Um, at this point, it is, it is just what, I, what, what exists. It's like breathing. Um, and I think that's why it hasn't, it, at least for me, it doesn't seem like it burdens myself anymore. Now, fantastic. And for yourself and your own opinion, um, what does mental health mean for exercise? I think it's everything. I think, I think you have to give yourself opportunities in the gym. I think the gym and working out, I think just exercising in general, give yourself opportunity to fail, right? You give your body opportunity to fail and you have to push through that. Uh, we used to jog around our block. We used to jog down the road about a mile every single day. You have to jog a mile back home or walk a mile home. 
when you do something like that, it really tests you because if you if you jog a mile down the block, you the only way to get back is to take another mile. <laughs> you're either walk that or you're gonna jog that, but you go the only way you're getting back is to is to is to do it yourself. And it really challenges you. When you do that every single day, it really helps. Um, I think another piece of mental health is uh, your your body is connected to so much of your life. And you, like the subconscious of me saying, I don't want to take photographs, right? I don't want to be in a photograph with my friends. That That impacts you. That makes you sad. That makes you feel like less of who you could be or who you should be because you're afraid to even be in the photograph because you're going to judge yourself based off of what you see. Um, and we all have that, but it's even worse when you're not exercising. It's worse when you're not taking um, your life into your own hands. And I think so much of what I've learned about identity is attached to, it's attached to who you are and who you are is a compilation of your choices. Um, and one of those choices becomes fitness and becomes health, becomes wellness. And I think working out and making 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 sure you're spending some time on your body, on this temple that you have, is so important. Because without that, without your body, um, you're going you're not going to exist. You're going to deal with complications and issues and problems that are way worse uh, because of decisions you've made. And that's hard for a lot of people to deal with. It's hard for people to deal with the consequences of their choices. So you have to make good choices. You have to decide. I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk around the block. Like you have to decide I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to work out. I'm going to move my body. I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to do something that makes me feel like I'm connecting my physical self to my spiritual self. No, I definitely couldn't agree more. So let's talk about your, your own personal bad habits within the, the gym environment. Yeah, I have a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I I think I spend in the beginning, I'll say I was more diligent about not being on my phone as much. My re the rest time between sets, I'd say, is the area where I'm still I still have to like hit myself when I'm on my phone and I've spent three minutes instead of the 90 seconds I needed. <laughs> it's, it's stuff like that that like it adds up so quick. But um, I'm very much on the. Uh, you get into the gym, you get, you have a purpose, you have a reason to be there. You, you get there, get in, get your workout. Um, and when I'm not, I notice it because it takes longer, it takes more time. Um, sometimes I have to cut a, a whole workout because I'm running out of time. Uh, and that's because I'll be on my phone. And I think being on your phone is a huge, huge bad habit. Um, another, another bad habit that I have sometimes is not really having a plan going in. Um, I'll just walk in and say, I'm going to work these this this general thing when do yeah. general things um and not really having an idea of what that should look like is also something that i do um often luckily i've had years of being in in training environments and programs playing football um in high school playing football in college where i learned from athletic trainers how do you work out? How do you go into the gym if you want to work your biceps? How do you want, how do you, what workouts do you do? So I have a little bit more experience there, but at the same time, there's still, uh, sometimes I am lacking a true program of sorts. Um, then the other thing I think I, the other area where I definitely have struggled is just finding more workouts. 
uh, or just doing them, not finding them because they're always out there. <laughs> But uh, just doing other ones because, you you know, you get stuck into what you enjoy. I got to the gym. I got these different ones. You might have 15, 20 different workouts you enjoy doing. And all of a sudden, you're not trying anything new because these are the ones that you enjoy. These are the workouts. I like leg press. I'm doing leg press all the time. Like, that's my leg. That's my one of my go to leg workouts. But yeah. there's other workouts I could be doing. There's lunges. There's all types of stuff. I haven't done a lunge in a month or two, so I could I could <laughs> probably do lunges when I go to the gym next. It's like nah. there's all these these all these workouts I should be rotating in. So those would be a, those would be the three things that I think um, I'm definitely uh, those are def- definitely things I should be working on. Nah, totally. Okay, so on on the other context of that, what's your pet hates within a gym environment? What'd you say? What's your pet hates? Things, things that you hate to see within the gym. Oh man, the things I hate in the gym. There's there there there's groups. I hate when people are in groups and they stand around and they just talk. That's one of the things I can't stand because yeah. when people there, I had a, just I think it was yesterday. There was a group of people behind me while I was working out and they just didn't stop talking. And I was like, this isn't the place to just socialize. Like not at this like workout. Like do something. <laughs> I, it annoys me with no end of people being close by socializing. That just bothers me. Yeah. Um, another thing that annoys me is when I see people uh, walking on the treadmill the whole time. I'm like, this is I'm like, you should not just be walking on the treadmill. I've been here the whole time. You've been on the treadmill the whole time. So right. that, stuff, that, uh, that kills me. So I'll actually give you a prime example. Um, so here in Glasgow, I actually witnessed someone walking on the treadmill while eating a snack. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it. You gotta love yeah. it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that stuff, oh, it kills me. If I see yeah. when I see people in groups, I see people on treadmills for the whole thing. I'm just like, I wanna say something, but I don't most of the time. And people in groups, I'm usually a little bit more abrupt. I'll like move a little faster move through their group and stuff i don't like you should not be all in one spot uh, people on treadmills it's it's tough it's tough yeah. it's, like, you, should, you, know, like, you got to talk to somebody what you should be doing here so how old are you Jamil? i'm 28 okay and then if i can ask you how do you feel i feel amazing i feel amazing now i feel like i i, I said last year was a year where i felt like i finally um, I finally reached the place where I am who I need to be. Um, at this point, I feel yeah. like I've, I've done all the things and I've taken, I've taken life to the point where I can do more. I can do whatever more that is. I don't feel like I have to be a certain job. I don't feel like I have to, I don't feel like I have to accomplish any goal for one individual person. I feel like so much of what I'm doing now is, what I've always dreamed that I would be doing. Um, being able to publish books and become an author and be known in that space and be and be able to have a podcast and talk to really amazing people, be able to, to look at myself every day and be happy and be like, all right, there's always physical things I want to work on. There's always more muscle or more definition, this and that, but be happy with who I am and who I look like. Uh, be able to know that I'll be here for my family because I'm physically more healthy than I've ever been. Um, all that stuff really has made me feel yeah. like I've really accomplished where I need to be. I'm um, turning 28. 
Yeah. So do you feel like you're 28 or do you feel younger in your head? Oh, I feel I feel younger. I feel like I got lots of years left because I, I, I remember I can look at photographs of myself at 18 and I'm like, oh, dude, you're you're definitely you're definitely in better shape. Like <laughs> you're definitely <laughs> you're definitely in better shape. You're definitely a better person. You're more vibrant. And I, I think the other piece that comes with that is the experience and the happiness, knowing like I was able to get into better shape than I was when I was younger. I'm able to be in a better mind space and I'm able to to achieve more and I'm more open with who I am. Um, and that's made a huge difference. It makes a huge difference long term. It makes a huge difference um, in your day to day. And I think that's that's been the piece that has really made me feel like, yeah, I'm I'm me. Um, and this version of me feels much younger than the 25 year old me who is overweight. This version oh, of me fine. feels much younger than the 220 pound version of me that got married. It's like this is the one that matters. Nah, fantastic. So you'd probably say you're at your peak fitness in your life just now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then for yourself, so imagine your your trainer has made your program and he's put on the worst type of exercise on on your training program what would that be the worst exercise i you know the worst exercise for me and i think this is what i've actually done this one a few times with christian and it's killed me um he does this ab circuit with uh with the kettlebell with what else? There was this, there's this hanging feature of the workout where you have to hold this bar or you like your arms are over your yeah, head. Yeah. And it's just brutal because Christian is like a no nonsense person. Like if you're with him, you're not even on your phone. You don't know what time it is ever. Like he just, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's got everything going. So that kind of, if he put that on the workout, I remember there were days where I was like, ah, dude, I, we really need to do this. Like, do we? So I'd say his ab circuits are uh, extreme, to say the least. Nah, fantastic. And then when you're in the gym, um, do you listen to music? I actually don't listen to music. Um, okay, interestingly so the, enough, yeah, I listen to um, I listen to podcasts. I listen to audiobooks. Uh, right, um, okay. Yeah, I'm a big audiobook listener, and I'm a big podcast listener. No, definitely, because well, the the normal question I ask is what everybody's go-to music is if they were working out you know their worst <laughs> and their worst uh, their best and the worst so could you give me any examples oh yeah oh yeah so music wise when i do listen to music i'm not always podcast best music pop smoke uh pop smoke's rapper uh he he has some really hard hitting songs like welcome to the party and all these like really hype songs yeah uh, so i listen to pop smoke he's uh he's a ton of fun um Worst music that I listen to sometimes. Ah, worst music would be if I'm if I'm doing if I'm doing anything that's requiring me to like bike. Um, if I'm doing anything on the treadmill, anything on the stair climber, yeah. I'm not listening to any hype music. I can't. I just can't. So <laughs> you'll catch me listening to like you catch me listening to Adele. Honestly, I listen to Adele a lot when I'm walking because I can get through her whole song, and I know it's been four minutes. So. Yeah. Adele, you'll hear me here, listen to Hello from the other side. Easy on me is my new favorite right now when I'm doing cardio. Uh, nah, fantastic. Yeah, really long songs that yeah, just you to push like. that extra meal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about your, your best memory of your fitness journey? 
obviously you've had your weight loss. So what would your your best memory be? I'd say the best memory, the best memory of my fitness journey was definitely the the day that I hit the ideal weight. Um, and then a month later when I was still there, there was the first day I hit 180, which was the weight I wanted to be at. And yeah. I remember a month later, I was like so worried because I, I heard of people hitting their weight and then they just regain it all um, by just bad habits, thinking that you've made it. And a month later, when I still was there and I was able to take a picture um, and be like, yeah, well, I, I'm able to sustain this. Like I didn't gain any more weight. Like this is amazing. Um, that was just that was one of the best moments because you step off the scale after having achieved the goal a month earlier and it was I was afraid that maybe I would mess it up maybe I would fall back into bad habits um so that's been that was really just the best moment because from there it gave me the confidence to continue forward and know that I'm not going to mess it up like I can't mess it up like now I know that I can like this is this is what I'll be. I can be this way all the time. I can be this person all the time, and I have been ever since. So that was definitely an eye opener for me because they tell you about the journey. They tell you how it's going to be difficult. Then once you reach there and reach that point, they don't tell you how you have to sustain that every single yeah. day and how you have to be uh, intentional about what you're doing still. Um, and then I, when I was able to do that, it was it was incredible. Nah, fantastic. And then. So far on your journey, what's the get? What's the best compliment you've received? Best compliment I received uh, came from a bunch of my friends. We went. I had a a baby shower, and a few of them hadn't seen me in person, so they had only seen either a picture online or whatever. Um, so when they saw me, they were like, "Whoa!" They were like, "Yo, you look like you lost all that weight," or. Uh, I think Christian, Christian hadn't seen me in a year and a half because of the pandemic. So he yeah. hadn't actually seen me in person. And then he, then I, I remember I came to, we went to the bar and he sees me. He's like, dude, <laughs> he's like, what happened? Like, I remember <laughs> the last time I saw you, you were like 210 pounds. He's like, you are, he's like, you're half of that. Like, yeah. it looks crazy. Um, it, make, it just gives you that like, wow, like people are noticing. And a lot of my friends have said that, like, dude, this is it's incredible how much better you look. Um, and you and I almost forgot that it would be noticeable. But when when you do go through a journey like that, like so much changes. And I remember I went back to work one day, the, the, my old employer went back to, to work to see them all again. And they were just blown away. They were they were like we the year that we knew you you were over 200 pounds the whole time like there was never a day where you were under 200 pounds and now we're seeing you at like i think i was at 175 or something they're like you're like so much smaller uh you look like you've been in the gym working out they're like you look amazing um and those are always the the best compliments to get Nah, totally and then out of your journey has there been a inspirational role model would you probably say it's your personal trainer christian yeah i'd say i'd say christian he's always been he's always been a, a huge role model of mine christian's a bodybuilder now um he does a ton with his just physically caring and knowing so much about his body and how to help others he's always been a big role model of mine and he's been a big reason for why 
I think I've been successful. Every time I say that, he says, no, it's you. He's like, I can only do so much. But I'm like, you did a lot. Like, whatever you did, yeah. it was a lot. And I always felt like I could come to him. I always know I can go to him. So I definitely say he he was a huge inspiration for for this. And, and I attribute so much of the success in my journey to his guidance and his patience because I asked a ton of questions and he was always willing to answer them. Ah, oh, fantastic. And then what's the one thing in 2022 that you would like to achieve within your own journey? I think in 2022, I want to be able to continue to build on this foundation of, of who I am. I think hitting the physical piece, hitting spiritual pieces and becoming this person uh, has been amazing and being able to achieve other things and start brands and all these all these amazing and crazy opportunities, a lot of it's attributed to me being physically healthy. So I believe that in 2022, the best thing I can do is continue to push my health and continue to have that be the forefront of who I am and my identity, waking up in the morning. I'm not taking the day off to say, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to work out this week. It, making sure that this is something that sticks. This is something that stays that the same thing that I did last year that worked doesn't go away because it gets boring, uh, making it so this is just who I am. And then teaching that to other people, helping my wife go through her journey, helping her become a more healthy person and individual, because then we're both more healthy together. I think all the, those things are the things that are really inspiring me going forward and, and help me to say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. In 2022, it's about helping the entire family become more successful and more physically happy um, and mentally happy because when you open yourself up in that physical way, when you expose yourself and you say, I am feeling as good as I've ever felt, uh, it goes such a long way to your happiness and it goes such a long way to the happiness of those around you. Um, so I believe really strongly that that's, that's going to be the thing in 2022 that I do going forward. Nah, fantastic. And then for yourself, how do you motivate yourself on a bad day? On a bad day? Yeah. So I, I, strong, I firmly believe, I firmly believe that, that it is just a magnitude of success is a magnitude of the beneficial footprint you leave on society. So at the end of the day, whether you're having a bad day or a good day, you have to leave a beneficial footprint on society. You have to do something that makes other people's lives better. You have to do something that matters. If I don't want to write, then I'm going to edit my podcast. I have to progress. I have to make some sort of progression. If I, if I don't want to go to the gym, then I got to eat more healthy. I can't go out to eat today. That's just how it is. You, you, can't, you can't let yourself be defeated and discouraged and let that then spiral into something else. You have to say, I understand that I won't always feel it. I won't always have it. And even if I'm upset, it doesn't mean it's the end and it doesn't mean that it's an excuse. A bad day is never an excuse for me. That's just how it is. You live life, you're going to have bad days, but you will also have good days. Um, and I always remember that. And that's what keeps me going, knowing that I will have a good day, knowing that I can change today from a bad day to a good one. And knowing that I'm one choice away from really making making myself more successful. Now, nah, fantastic. And then I'm going to give you some quick fire questions. Okay. Right. So, what do you prefer? Uh, I probably know the answer to this already. Um, cardio or weights? Weights. <laughs> okay. CrossFit? Yes or no? 
What'd you say? CrossFit. CrossFit, yes, yes. Yeah, you like it? Yeah, I, I like CrossFit. I think it's fun. Yeah, it's a, an effective workout. Yeah, it, it's it's a way to move your body. That's what I'd say. <laughs> okay. What about Bertie's? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat the question. <laughs> Bertie's, do you prefer them? Yes or no? Uh, no, no, no. Nah, why not? Nah. I think, uh, I think not, they're okay. Yeah, they're, they're okay. They're, <laughs> they're okay. Uh, what about squat or deadlift? Squat. What do you prefer, running or going to the gym? Going to the gym. Okay. And what about leg press or the gym? Leg press. <laughs> good man, good man. <laughs> okay. So you obviously you mentioned earlier you run your own podcast. So let's let's talk about that. So what do you do on that? Yeah, so I host a I host a podcast called Scribble Notes. Um, on it we talk to different creators, content creators, authors, musicians, artists, uh, just about different th- just their experiences and the things that they can give to others to kind of help everyone else that wants to get into creative spaces. Um, I've had opportunity to talk to a photographer, um, some content creators and some TikTokers. So it's been really cool to, to kind of get in touch with people who are doing different things and they get to explain their journey, how they got to their, the point that they are at and different pitfalls and, and things that they're going through that can help other people. Uh, when I talk to, I've talked to some best-selling authors, which has been really cool. And they've been able to give some really cool guidance about getting published and what that process looks like. Uh, so I've, I've really enjoyed it. A lot of it's interviews, a lot of it is just connecting with folks and trying to understand, um, what they're going through and how they can help other people who want to also achieve something. Nah, fantastic. And how long have you run your podcast? So we're going up on two years now. So it's been, yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's been really cool to, to see it and see it grow. We went through a rebrand and now it's just been getting bigger ever since. It just, consistently getting more and more eyes to it which has been really fun and having so many cool guests I think really helps like I'm just expanding the pool and reaching out and reaching up is what I say to more people that I think would be really interesting for listeners and I think that's been it's been awesome no definitely and is it just run by yourself or do you have someone helping out as well so it's myself. I run a, I've like, I've about three shows on it. So I have one, it's a random notes. It's just me talking. Um, I do some, a couple of segments where I just give advice and give thoughts on different, different subject matter. Um, then I have the interview section. That's the second draft uh, where I just interview people. Guests usually provide most of the content for that. And then we have barely outlined myself and my wife. And we, we talk about um, a range of topics. So anything business related, how do you, how do you run your own business? How do you become a business person um, in today's atmosphere, today's environment? Yeah. How do you, how do you manage and navigate the different, the different things you might be going through as you're trying to to start out? Um, because we both launched our businesses relatively recently in the last couple of years. Nah, fantastic. I'll definitely check it out. And just before we round up, um, obviously, you've had your weight loss journey. So what advice would you give to anyone starting out their weight loss journey for the first time? So what I would say and what I tell people is that you don't set out 
to build Rome overnight, right? So you have to look at the small changes that you can make and the small things that you can do to then lead to bigger changes. I, I like, I like the, the, a lot of people get discouraged because their first week or first two weeks aren't nearly as successful as they want it to be. Like they won't lose 10 pounds or 20 pounds. They'll lose maybe a half pound or two pounds and they'll think that it's just not working. It's not worth it. Uh, push through that because ultimately you're making a full on lifestyle change. You're making a change that's not just for now, it's forever. And for me, I think that that's the best thing you can hear. You're not doing this for the short term. You're doing this for the long term. So whether or not you get results today, this month, next month, three months, it shouldn't matter. It, all that should matter is that you're making a change that you want to sustain. Um, and until you really want to sustain the change, there's no real point in even going after it because you're not going to stick with it. It's never going to stay. I tried many, many times to do different diets and different workouts and different routines um, before I ever really did do something that worked. And the thing that ended up working was changing what I bought at the grocery store <laughs> and cooking more at home. Like that was a big change that literally shifted everything in my life. That's how I lost 40 pounds, buying food from the grocery store that was more healthy and cooking it myself, not going out to eat at restaurants saying no at restaurants or going to a restaurant and getting a meal that had less calories. Yeah. Um, that was literally it. And not drinking soda, uh, not drinking for a while. I didn't drink for a while because it was slowing down progress. So just doing things that you know uh, will help you. And ultimately, a lot of us do know eating processed food, probably not the best for you, uh, but we do it anyway. And it's yeah. because opposed to opposed to baking your own cookies you'll buy cook you'll buy oreos um but you're not doing what you should do you're not doing what you should do yourself you're not go you're not getting vegetables um i think the relationship you have with vegetables really matters too so get vegetables get fruits in your diet make those be your snacks and if you're hungry drink some water like just wait it out because you're gonna get another meal it's not gonna be all that bad and as far as workouts go, move your body. It starts off really small. You don't have to put in three hours for your first workout, 15, 20 minutes, and just keep building on that. And eventually you'll be at the point where you're really spending a lot of time. But in the beginning, it's not all that much time. It's just the lifestyle choice. Throw away all of those extra groceries that you know you shouldn't be eating because you know they're not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fantastic. And then before the round up, have you got any questions for myself? Yeah. What's, what's your journey been like? How do you, what do you, why did you start this podcast? What's that? Where did that come from? Okay. So my journey um, within health and fitness um, started in 2013. Um, I was a wee bit overweight and I was, I was a full lifeguard at that point. And I went, I worked in a leisure facility, which I still do, but not the same one. So effectively, uh, had a plan that I wanted to lose weight for a holiday um, and effectively two gym instructors, um, Paul and Scott, gave me a gym programme, they introduced me to Metafit and Spin Studio Cycling. So with Metafit and Studio Cycling, I was doing those classes back to back, um, five times a week um, and within a good nutrition plan and a uh, training program 
within six weeks, I lost two stone. So I shed a, a lot of weight. Um, and then on the back of that, I put myself through my qualifications and eventually got a gym job. And then now, um, I was away, I was in the, the hills in Scotland um, with my partner a couple of months ago. And I always, I'm always trying to change something every year. I'm trying, mm-hmm. to, always trying to do something differently. And I, I says, and it just hit me. I wanted to start a podcast, so I started it in October. And this is actually, awesome. so this is actually episode fifty-one I've done in in that time frame. And I was speaking to Dan John, um, so he's I think he's from Utah in America. And so he's very big on weightlifting, powerlifting, kettlebells. And I was speaking about my podcast content. It says, how often are you putting your stuff out? I says, oh, maybe once a week, twice a week. And he says, Scott, you're, li- you're living in 1980. <laughs> I pretty literally <laughs> said, he says, the internet's evolving. He says, you're going to have to put your content out more um, because it's changing every day. So at the moment, since you know, since mid-October, I've had to put an episode out every two days because I've done oh. many interviews. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's kind of grew arms and legs since I've started, and it's kind of taken over my full life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, the, back to your original question. So the reason I started it was because I feel within health and fitness – that there is so much negativity and mm. there can be so much toxic people within the environment. So I'm I'm like yourself, I'm trying to build a positive atmosphere because, for example, obviously I work in a gym, um, but if I'm not good at something, okay, I'm not good at this. Why don't you go and check Jamel out? He's good at A, B, and C because I'm not good on that subject. And then vice versa. Why do we can work as a network? work as a business <laughs> you know i think that's yeah. the way the world should be Although, yeah that's awesome yeah but a lot of people don't see it like that <laughs> yeah it's so true like you it health and fitness does have a negative reputation and i think social media has made it more negative because of how people kind of have shifted their mindset to like you shouldn't be judging um whatever my body this and that and I think yeah. uh, from my experience, it's been interesting because when you talk, when when people, I think you, you've actually interviewed in a really interesting way that has been really cool. You haven't been like, oh, like what made you, what made you lose your weight? Like, were you just this and that? Like you didn't come at it from an angle of it's terrible that you were, that you were heavy. It's what, what was that? What was the thought behind the decision? And a lot of times it takes recognizing how important your health is to your mental health, right? How your physical health to your mental health, how important that piece is. That really is the catalyst for a lot of people to say like, hey, I want to address it. Like I need to address the piece of me that's not making me happy. Um, and it, it's really cool. And like, there is a there is this negative energy that some people might have towards the working out in the gym and fitness. But I don't think it needs to be there. I think it can just be a transition of how you actually approach it and how you believe it should exist. Um, even with pet peeves, I think the gym's still awesome. <laughs> nah, totally. Um, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. 
Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you making some time for me. It's been awesome. No, you're welcome. Thank you.